0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back. Let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us for today and into the weekend. And it is a Mother's Day weekend. So let me just say now, uh, blessings to all of you mothers out there. Even if you're just a mother to fur babies, you're still that caring, nurturing, supportive being that every family needs. Uh, today is Friday. Hey, hallelujah. It's Friday. And that means we are going to be talking about the next three days worth of astrology. But I think today what I wanted to do was keep it more general about the general atmosphere of the weekend, but also uh, for a good number of days here in this particular week. So when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about from uh, today through the ninth and, uh, even into the next week. And there's a lot to say about right now in the, in the themes that are happening through the stars, uh, about our worthiness and about our living, our life purpose. And what is our life purpose, right? Many of you might be asking, what is your life purpose? And how do i connect with that life purpose um and then we have saturn having just moved into the gate 30 the gate of passion which tells us that to live our life purpose we have to have an intention and a passion for it and maybe it's the passion and then the intention and then we're living out the highest of our life purpose the neato. i could end the show right here if everybody was willing to just take what i just said and live it out to its highest that would be all you would need to hear and oh my god all right can you guys see me because i'm seeing my camera having there we go turned yellow is there something going on with my camera or my computer it's flickering And now I have to choose a camera. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I just love pre-mercury retrograde. It always messes with me. So I have no idea if you guys were able to hear me. My battery is plugged in. Thank you, Christine, for that little note. My camera is plugged in. I maybe had it in the wrong USB port. I don't know. Um, but suddenly on my end, it looks like it goes to a yellow screen and then I'm gone. And it's really funny that it did that, right? As I said, well, finito, the day I could be done talking today, but <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, mercury retrograde shenanigans. It happened to me this morning. I was trying to change. We're, we're headed over to our, our son's house for mother's day and that it requires a ferry ride, a ferry trip. And so in the Washington system, you have to make a ferry reservation. Well, the system kept kicking me out. I lost track totally of whose reservation I had changed. uh, And I was like getting madder and madder. And finally, it all smoothed out. So I'm assuming this will too smooth out because I have a lot to say this morning. And uh, thank you, everybody out there who is telling me you can see me again. Uh, Jeff J. Lo, definitely. He is a trickster character, right? So we have to just know that right now, Mercury is in Gemini. Even though he's he's not retrograde yet, he's getting to the point of the furthest extent that he will make it in the sign of Gemini. My ruling sign, what does Gemini rule? Communication, all of the tools of communication and broadcasting is a part of that. So even though it's not necessarily the ruler of video, it is the ruler of the mechanics that make everything work. Like my laptop, like my camera, like the system, the, that stream yard that takes us and keeps us together here. So uh, anyway, we are uh, in that shadow. Next week, of course, he moves into the retrograde. But I really want to keep on topic this morning. I, I do want to talk about the moon at some point here, but I really want to get us to this topic of living from our passion. And when we're living from our passion, how it is that that aligns us to our life purpose. And the reason this is all coming up right now or being becoming more uh, important for us to more of a drumbeat even for us to pay attention to is because right now the sun is moved into the gate two in your human design, which sits on the identity center, moving uh, down toward the uh, sacral. And then also the earth at the gate one, which is on the identity center, but leading up to the throat center. And so we have uh, kind of encoded right there between those gates the idea of having a life purpose and choosing to live by that life purpose and then setting intentions for accommodating that life purpose. But then also with the sun there, it in the gate two, it is about allowing it in. How many times do you feel like you're blocking? Or that something is blocking your pathway towards your purpose so this morning i want to talk about what those two gates comprise for us and how is that playing into the background astrology uh, especially with taurus and scorpio energies that are prominent in terms of the eclipse that's coming up the eclipse that just passed the nodal placement across taurus and scorpio and of course the sun in Scorpio, which puts the earth, I mean, sun in Taurus, which puts the earth in Scorpio, right? So it's kind of, it's all very Taurus Scorpio centric. And if we look at that axis in our astrology charts, for example, it comprises the second and the eighth house, and this would be of the natural wheel. So when the wheel starts at Aries and moves around through to Pisces, then that puts Taurus on the second house and Scorpio on the eighth house. Which is a very financial and abundance oriented, values oriented, intentional uh, living, uh, life purpose sort of orientation. So we have a lot more focus there than what at first blush it might sound like. So we're really hopping on to this idea of what does it mean to live intentionally? What does it mean to have a life purpose? Uh, And some of you might even have what is a life mission, right? There are people out there that have this very, strong calling for who it is they're meant to be, what they're meant to share, what they're meant to do. And it becomes more of a mission than a life purpose, but not everybody has a life mission. Some, most of us just have life purpose, right? Life purpose. And would you believe me if I told you that your life purpose isn't set in stone, that your life purpose can grow and move and evolve? along with you and your interests and what you're passionate about in your life. Like we didn't come into this lifetime to be a carpenter and that's all you get to be, right? And that's your life purpose is to build things, right? To build things that uh, houses or to build, rebuild out people's kitchens or whatever, whatever you need a carpenter for. That, that can't be it because you're a human being, not a human doing, So what you do maybe is that you're a carpenter, but what's the passion behind it? That's the part that we really want to get to. What's the passion behind what it is that you're doing? And now that we have Saturn moving into the gate 30, which is on the emotional center leading down toward the root center in your human design, passion becomes very important. It becomes something that we have to be very uber aware of what we're setting the intention to do because we're creating it at the speed of light. And whatever it is that we're focused on is jacking up the energy that's running through the whole of our human designs because the 30 is a red flag gate. And now we have an outer planet, Saturn, sitting at a red flag gate for an extended period of time while there's all this other energy about getting aligned with our purpose, our passion, and our life. Uh, intentions, but through intention. So you can see that this kind of is like this drum beat that we want to to really understand. So it's not that I don't want to say good morning to everybody out there, but good morning to all of you out there who've been checking in. Uh, I want to real really spend some time with this subject. Now, you all know that I've sort of changed up a bit the, the work that I do with clients to be more involved with the soul. And n- because I don't know. Somehow, I just feel that's the key to everything, right? And the fact is that we've often, I think, felt like we did not have access to the soul. I know I've run through my life, um, following signs, right? It and without even knowing what it was that I was doing at in my younger years, especially, you know, following the signs, following what I was passionate about or what I loved. And then not ever really thinking at that point, yes, I knew I had a soul. I I had a religious upbringing. So I kind of knew, you know, there's this a concept of a soul. Uh, But I think the missing piece maybe is that the concept of the soul uh, was something outside of us, something not necessarily me. And yet I knew it was me. So let me know, you guys, are you guys having some, you know, have you had confusion in your life about, well, what does it mean to have a soul? And what, why does it feel like I don't necessarily access my soul? Well, let me tell you, you access your soul every night when you go to sleep. (laughs) Your soul is likely your higher self. And as we fall asleep at night, we cross over out of the 3D realm into the 4D realm and out of the 4D realm into the 5D realm. So we are always uh, crossing between 5D, 4D, 3D, 3D, 4D, 5D. And it's in the fifth dimension where we really have the concept of soul. And I see this when I do soul alignment with people. As we look at your soul's frequency, we see where those people who have already crossed into the fifth dimensional frequency are able to really understand this concept of soul. So I really, 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 really want to focus on the concept of soul and how is it that I can uh, come into sort of a conversation with that part of myself. And the conversation part of that is in intentions, setting intentions, and 1111. Thanks, Andy. I love that 1111. So the soul is you, you are your soul, but the soul isn't necessarily in our physical body, right? It's not necessarily here in the body, but it is connected to the body. And when, uh, lately when I've been doing these soul alignment sessions with people, what i find myself doing is i'm rising into the akashic records or i'm opening up the akashic records or the soul records that's a fancy word akashic records just means your soul's records Uh, i realize that that is the level where intention is because i set an intention as i move up into that level i'm setting an intention to open your soul record And to get the information uh, that is of your divine soul blueprint. What is it you're here uh, when you're aligned with who it is you meant to be on this planet? How is it that you attract to you abundance and loving relationships and the the good stuff right, of life? And, And how does all of that come about? Well, it comes about because I've set the intention. And in that intention, I've moved into 5D. So when all of us at the new moon, for example, when we are setting our ritual, whatever your ritual is around the full moon or the new moon and intention setting, which is primarily the new moon, but it can happen anytime, right? Don't don't limit yourself to just new moon to set intentions. We always have some kind of intention. But when you can consciously connect to the level of yourself that's connected at intention, then the information just flows in right it just flows in and it's not something super special that i do that you know makes it you know um you know worthwhile it's something we all can do all of us and so now fast forward to a day like today where we now have the sun sitting at the gate 2 and now we start to see where maybe some of the disconnect happens where does some of the the, um, beliefs come in that stop us from actually completing what that intention was that we might've set. Okay. So the sun today is at the gate two. It actually started there on the fourth. The sun is at the gate two allowing and guess who else is there and who else has been there for a while? Uranus, the great awakener, the planet that's in Taurus, showing us the way and notice things like the stock market crashing, uh, not crashing necessarily, but you know, dropping, uh, cryptocurrencies burning up. Uh, It's all sort of symptomatic of this idea that we have to be proactive in going out and doing something in order to create abundance. And the sun at this gate would seem to say that that's bass-ackwards right? That what we really need to do is allow, right? Allow. So sit with that for a second, sit with that in your body for a second. What would it feel like to not have to go out and work and scrimp and save and force and pull your way into your life purpose? What would it feel like to just sit and allow your life purpose to come to you and set an intention that, for whatever it is that you want to do or whoever it is that you want to be to just come to you. Wouldn't that be so easy? Wouldn't that be so less stressful? Wouldn't that be so less worrisome, right? So here encoded in our human design is this gate called allowing. And the keynotes of this allowing, that gate is about self-worth. Self-worth, being worthy of receiving that which you request or that which you intend. Gratitude. Thank you for creating the pathway to peace in my life. Or thank you for creating the pathway to abundance for me in my life, for me and my family, for whatever your intention was. Having the gratitude, the thankfulness. Even if right now you, you can't see the evidence that that's happened, but being grateful because you're allowing it to come in, right? Faith. Another key word, faith, right? The faith that you are connected, that that your soul is in all dimensions at all times. You might not be able to, from your three d presence reach into your tenth dimensional self, but trust me when I say it's there, right? It's there, and your soul knows this. Your soul is in each of those dimensions. A part of you, in other words, is in each of those dimensions. So being aligned and being allowing and being in gratitude kind of brings into alignment all of those parts of you in all of those dimensions. Authenticity. This is another part of of who you are that this gate brings up. It's about allowing yourself to be you, not to be someone else, not to think that you have to be like everybody else on the planet to be the sheeple, to be aligned with the sheeple. No, this is where, you know, we allow our own authenticity to shine through who we are really shining through. Trusting, trusting in a higher power, trusting that there is a higher force working for good for you on your behalf. And it is you. (laughs) It is you. It's just not necessarily so obvious to you in your three day life where we do have this density that we have to work through daily right? We actually have to physically do things on this planet. And we don't, we can't just sit in our heads and think, I want to uh, have that, but then not take the action that the universe brings to us when it's time to take that action. But we also have to allow for ourselves to have that trust and that faith that the universe is working on our behalf to bring us everything we need to experience what it is that we came here to experience. And by the way, the gate too is a very yin gate in the I Ching. It is uh yin double yin. So it is the most yin gate, which means it is the most receptive. It is the most feminine gate in the uh, gates of human design. So we have feminine, feminine energy, which is telling us that we need to be receptive, that we need to have our, we need to follow our intuition, our inner selves, So what is the lesson the sun brings to us at this gate then? Because we could look at this through the gene keys where we have a shadow, we have a gift and we have a city, right? We have a holographic view, if you will, of uh, what this energy is about. And that hologram tells us, you know, kind of the spectrum, the frequency of energies that we move through in this flow. So I'm going to look at the lesson here, which might be the gift. If you want to equate that to Gene Keys, it's likely the gift, which is about loving yourself enough to be open to receiving love, support, money, uh, resources that as a flow, as a flow, not just like this one time thing that comes in and you never get again, but as a flow that we're tapping into the continuous flow by allowing ourselves to stay aligned with an intention, and to then take action, inspired action, even on what it is that the universe calls to us in, t- in terms of the next steps that we need to take. Learning your value and worth isn't dependent on what you do, right? It's not like you have to, you know, do 10 different things to help others before you are able to tap into this flow of abundance. That is definitely not how it works because your worth isn't in what you do. It's in who you be. It is the intrinsic value that you are, right? Every human being, every plant, every animal on this planet has intrinsic value, value because you are here. Value because you chose to come here, right? That's where your value is. It isn't in what you do, okay? So you've got to learn that first off. So that's the big lesson. Now, what happens if we don't learn that lesson and we fall into the shadow? Well, the shadow here is about stress, fear, worry uh, that leads you to compromise your value or your self-worth. Right now, I'm going to just settle for something, anything, to relieve the tension, the stress, the anxiety over uh, knowing what it is that I'm supposed to do. So we can become overly self-sufficient here where I don't need help from anybody and I'm not going to accept your help, your gift, your love, your resources. I'm not going to do it. Nope, I'm self-sufficient. I'm misindependent. And that also cuts us off from our good because you're cutting off the flow. It's like you turned the hot water faucet off and now there's nothing coming out of the faucet. So don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? Don't look, don't, don't turn your back on what the universe is bringing you or what other people might be bringing you. Accept it all in the spirit of loving, uh, thankfulness and gratitude and be in that flow. What's the highest expression here, right? If we are all that, if we are aligned with allowing and we're aligned with that through both the planet Uranus, which is awakening us, liberating us, freedom lies here and through the sun putting a lot of focus and attention on the personality part of us that might need to be reworked in order to accommodate this energy, then we end up at the highest expression, which is intentional movement toward the fulfillment of your heart's content or of your dreams or of your goals, living in gratitude, right? The highest expression here is living in gratitude. I absolutely love this, Kate right i love this gate so now again don't forget this is taurus energy this is taurus energy and we need to be aware of that because taurus is the sign of manifestation it is in um, in the the world i call it the a man, little man, master manifester because they they when they get aligned with what they want and when they allow what they want to come to them there is nothing that they can't do, right? They're builders, master builders, even. And in the master building, it's not that they worry in, in about where's that nail coming from for so me I can finish this, you know, frame. They don't do that at all. They just know that uh, in alignment with their intention, everything they need and want will be there when it's the right timing, and that's when they're aligned, right? They have to be aligned with that. And Taurus can do that. And we all have Taurus somewhere in our chart. And yet there's also the element of when Taurus is aligned with what they don't want, they're also magnetically attracting that to themselves. So we can, out of fear, you know, if we get into that shadow energy, we can uh, end up attracting to ourselves that which we don't want because the universe doesn't hear like the, I don't want that. It's the energy that you're putting into the feeling that you're putting into that intention that it hears as, oh, I want more, a lack, I want more scarcity, I want more of not getting what I want. So we got to be careful about this, we have to align ourselves with the intention, and then keep validating that in- attention, thanking the universe or thanking our souls for bringing us the right experiences for our receiving that which which we want, right? And then things happen, like with the speed of sound, speed of light, speed of the universe, cosmicness, right? (laughs) The speed of the cosmos. Uh, You know, when, have you ever really stopped to think about here we are on this planet earth and we feel so grounded, right? We feel like we're sitting still, but did you know we are whirling through the universe at 186,000 miles a minute, a second per second? That's incredible, but we don't feel it because we're here on this planet (laughs) because we're here, but we're hurling through the cosmos and the cosmos is also, um whirling around, but we don't sense that because our feet are on the ground here. Uh, okay. Anyway, I just had to say that, uh, Kathleen says I am available to be loved. I love that. Right. And then how, what does being loved mean to you, Kathleen? We could even go further. I want to be loved like this, right? I want to be uh, cherished like this, right? We can add some of those things, right? The intention is I am available to be loved. I am, my heart is open to being loved and to loving back, right? So you guys, I hope you get this idea. Sylvester, good morning to you. He says, I agree, Janet, I needed to hear this living in the now being grateful for what we are in the now what we have in the now. Absolutely perfect. And when you think about how dimensional we are. And the fact that we are, you know, I, I I'm not quite sure how you all feel about this whole movement that we've been in for years and years and years about Ascension and Ascension always seemingly being presented to us as a place we needed to get to, right? A place we needed to go, like the third dimension isn't good enough for us. So we need to move up to the 5D world, but you're already there. (laughs) You're already there. We are, you are already able to connect yourself to that dimension, just as you are all, always connecting you know, to the fourth and the fifth dimension, but we typically see that access happening in our sleep, right? That's usually when it happens. In fact, when we cross over the third and to, from the third to the fourth dimension, um, it is sort of the uh, physical body being restored and well, no, that that happens in 5D. The third, fourth dimension is where we are, in some ways, reliving the day, right? So, reliving the day's energy, and sort of, kind of putting it, integrating, you know, the things that have happened. So, could you see how much more successful your crossing from three to four D could be if you went to bed being grateful for every experience you had during the day? no matter whether it was the high or the low and, you know, setting that intention for gratitude in integrating everything that you've learned. Then when you cross over from the 4d to the 5d in your sleep, then your physical body is being repaired, right? And everything is settling in and being realigned. So you're already in 5d is my point, right? You don't have to reach up to be there do anything in your 3D life to, uh, attain fifth dimensional awareness, or, um, you, there's no need for you to even think that you don't have that access, that, that you're not there. It's an align, it's aligning with it, just align with it. Right. And there's a significant portion of the population here who, whose frequency, you know, there may be, you know, able to see themselves in 4D. You know, they're able to reach up to this idea of uh, maybe that they could create from an intention, but it's really much more a physical sort of a frequency that they're at. And I will bet you that most of you listening to me have crossed into that 5D, if you will, um, soul frequency, where you really are aware of you being a spiritual being, that there really an awareness that there's really much more to you than what maybe at first blush that you began to understand, and so it, it sets off or triggers the journey that we go on as human beings most frequently to uh, find out who we are, or where did I come from, or what am I here to do. Or what are my gifts? What are my passions, right? Those are, those are questions that begin to dawn on us as we really bre- begin that frequency of 5D. But I will bet you that some of you are beyond that even. Now, some of you are probably there trying to figure out how it is or wanting the desire to accommodate more and more of that spiritual reality in your waking life by what you do, by what you say, by what you buy, use your dollars for, for how you do what you do, right? All of that kind of stuff, you're pushing up closer to 6D, right? We, we, sh- we don't need to worry about a 5D dimensional reality because we already are accessing it all the time. You might not realize that you're accessing it, but I bet you, you all do understand that you are accessing the 5D, the fifth world, the fifth dimensional world. And it's in the fifth dimensional world that our intentions find its home with our soul and then come into the physical world, come into the density of the 3D, which is where your physical body is. So the 3D is the manifestation of the intentions that you're bringing in from 5D, right? So that's kind of cool. Let's look at where earth is, <laughs> the earth, because the earth and sun's relationship in human design is such that the sun shows us the highest and best, right? This is the, the focus of the week for all of us as beings on the planet. If you happen to have the gate two as your sun or earth in your human design, it's being triggered right now, which means that likely your birthday's around right now if the sun is at gate two. And the gate... The earth then often is the challenge that we have to face, the, the, what do we have to align with within us in order to get to the highest and best of the sun? So does that make sense to everybody? Just kind of tell me in the, in the chat, if you understand what I mean by that, the sun being the highest and best of the energies that are available to us, the earth kind of showing us, well, what might I have to move? Uh, around in order to get to the highest and best. So if I want to get to the energy of the sun in allowing, in being receptive, in establishing a flow of abundance, then I need to deal with the earth at gate one, which is uh, called the gate of purpose. The gate of purpose. So you have, so it's not it's not a surprise that so many of us are always asking about our purpose. What's my purpose? Because we have a gate in our human design, gate one, that says, find your life purpose. In the keynotes here is this is very Yang energy. This is the most masculine energy. And it, in, in the I Ching, it's double Yang, Yang Yang. And it's so that it's this pushing out energy. It's the energy of doing it's Mars sort of energy. It's what are the action steps that I'm going to need to do in order to uh, be in alignment and allow. Okay. So it's an alignment kind of gate. It is pressure. Those of you who have a gate one defined in your human design, like whether whatever planet it is that, that um, defines it, in other words, turns it on, it is about the pressure that you feel to fulfill a purpose, to find it, to accommodate it, to live it, right? It's pressure. And then it's the deeper quest that comes up from that, which is the quest for meaning. What does it mean to have a purpose and a passion and to live it and to contribute, right? There's the, the, it, it connects in, at the throat, at the gate of contribution. So you can see that the gate one is driving us to express our purpose as a, our unique contribution to the world, right? So there's that. It is also a hugely vulnerable place. The gate one exposes our vulnerability. Because if we set out, if we know that we have a purpose of uh, healing the planet, right? That That's your purpose. That's a big one. And then you get to choose, well, how am I going to heal the planet? Maybe I want to work with uh, animals. Maybe I want to work with people. Maybe I want to be an environmentalist, whatever it is, right? Now you, you meet up with people who might want to criticize you for that or who are telling you you're wrong. That's not your purpose. You're a singer. You're a songwriter, right? They're telling you something different, or maybe you want to be the singer or a songwriter. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Nobody makes money from that. Only the big dogs make money from that. So we become very vulnerable and we can begin to shut down our purpose. Or it begins to get hidden from us because we've allowed somebody else's words to kind of take us out of the truth of our authenticity. This gate has creative power. In some cases, you're going to see it related to force. I don't want to take it and make it a force. It isn't It isn't us forcing our way into something. It can feel like we have this power, the power behind us that's propelling us to find our life purpose, to find our heart, to find our passion, right? So we see the sun and the earth here are about bringing us to what is it that we are passionate about, right? The lesson with the gate one and purpose is about finding personal purpose and meaning, and what do I mean by that? I mean that there is no hard and fast set of purposes that you have to choose from. You, there just isn't. There, you know, if you if you think that there's only this, you know, set of circumstances that create purpose for you, and I've got to choose one of them, you're in the wrong place. You have to do what gives you personal satisfaction. What. What gives you personal, that connects to your heart, right? We go back to that. You have to love yourself enough in this gate to honor that you are the artist, you are the author, you are the creator of your life, of your reality, right? When we talk about authority, authority has the root word author in it, author. You are the author of your life. You're the author of your purpose. If you say that your purpose is to help animals, that's your purpose. If you say that your purpose is to create beauty in the world, that's your purpose. Maybe you do it through helping women do makeup. Maybe you do it through helping people learn how to paint. Uh, Maybe you do it through feng shui. Maybe you do it through being a house painter. It doesn't matter, right? It's personal, (laughs) it's your personal thing, right? Your contribution to the world is your creations. So what are you creating? Are you creating havoc in your life? Are you creating love in your life? Are you creating lack and scarcity in your life? Or are you creating uh, abundant flow in your life? Those are your questions. In the shadow. Now you can tell if you're in the shadow because you're stressing over your life purpose. Or you are, are stressing over, who am I? Or you're stressing over, what do I want? The stress tells you that you are not aligned with your purpose, that you need to go here to the heart, to what you love. And sometimes what happens here in the shadow is we compromise who we want to be, how we're going to show up in the world, because we are so stressed over choosing a life purpose. So we compromise. We compromise. I say, okay, I'll I'll only do my art on the weekends, right? Because, you know, I, I've got to have a job, And I, I'm not saying that that's a bad choice if you're in the need of, you know, paying bills and so forth in the moment, but that is cutting yourself off from the flow of what you would really love to be doing. And you don't want to be doing that. Compromise leads to more stress and worry and more seeking of your purpose when it was already there. When we master the idea of purpose, what does it look like, right? And so again, we're looking at this maybe through the gene keys where we have the shadow energy at the at the lowest extreme or the lowest frequency, and then we have the gift, and then we have the city. And city is mastery of this energy, right? It's about moving to the fulfillment of our intentions. It's trusting that what we need will be there at the moment we need it like we, we don't need the end now because we're still at the beginning right so if i'm creating something i have to go step by step definitely right i can't build a house from the top down i have to start with the foundation so do i really need the trusses yet no i need the cement i need the the what do you call that the framing of the foundation i and i can trust that the trusses Will be delivered when I'm at the point on my creation that I need those. Right. So we sometimes jump the gun, right? We're looking at, oh my God, I don't have everything I need right here in this moment to do what I want to do. But you don't need that. You only need what you need for right now to get it started, (laughs) to get going. And then this is where we need to, in the mastery, allow helpers, right? You have lots of cosmic helpers, spirit guides. People, we call them in soul realignment, white lights who are elemental beings or angel beings that are here. When you set an intention, you draw these beings to you because their lessons are all about helping to find how to establish intentions or how to make intentions happen. They're about intentions. So they want to help you. They want to help you. But you have to set the intention. Otherwise, there's no need for all of these beings to come, you know, and, uh, you know, learn their lessons in helping you achieve what you want. So we have to allow those helpers, seen and unseen. Sometimes your little, you know, helpers are instigating somebody else to bring you what you need, a gift, right? Don't look the gift in, in, what is it? Don't look the gift horse in the mouth. Don't go, yeah, thank you, but no right? (laughs) we got to be able to be open-hearted. We need to be able to receive the abundance of the universe, however it comes to us, without thinking, no, I can't take that from you because if I do now, I owe you. That's not how that works. This is about giving and receiving, giving and receiving. It's the constant, you know, uh, flow, and the last thing we need to do to in the mastery is align with gratitude. We're always grateful for whatever's showing up in the moment. Even if it's not exactly what we wanted, it might be uh, from gratitude that we see how we can realign ourselves to what is what we want. I hope that makes sense, right? Gratitude, alo- aligning with a grateful heart to what you want, even if it's not all there yet. Right, even if all you have are the nails to get ready to build the frame of the foundation. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, so all right, see our bowl, Sue. I think it is my life is compromise. I needed to hear this. You are most welcome, Sue. And maybe it's time for you to get a soul alignment reading. This is what I'm doing now. And then where I'm almost to is the part where I can help you realign. I can, I'm now to the point where I'm looking at. For my five clients that are my, t- my p- practice clients right now, where are you out of alignment and how did that happen? That's another part that we need to know, right? I can give you what it looks like when you're completely aligned, but because we've had many lifetimes and we've been galactic beings throughout many universes, we've probably picked up some stuff along the way that is kind of gotten us out of alignment. So the next step will be to realign. How do we do that? Again, I go back to the Akashic records, the Akashic records, your soul's record. So this is a process that I'm so excited about because I don't know if you, if you feel like me, but I'm tired of being out of alignment. I'm tired of the stress of living on a planet that just seems like everything, you know, is like knocking yourself up against the wall to get where you want to go. And that wasn't the design. I know this because I was a blueprinter. This is like in my very fabric of my being I know that it was we were meant to learn this about intentions and about our connection to our soul I know with every fiber of my being that that's the case and when we get the opportunity with the sun and earth aligning us in this way it brings it all up to the surface for us to work with all right so there's that now uh, I told you there is another Piece, and that is Saturn that is bringing us to what is our duty and responsibility about passion, right? And this is a juicy one because it's on the emotional center. So it's about the emotional alignment, right? The The one and the two live on the identity center, which is the center for love and direction. It's a magnet, right? There's a magnet that lives in your heart. It's a one-way magnet. It's attractive. It's attracting to you the matching pictures of what it is that you're focused on. Does that make sense? So if you're focused on living your purpose, because your purpose is to make people happy, right? Maybe you're a comic, maybe you're a comedian, you know, Tom, I don't see you out there this morning, but Tom, he, he is here to make people happy, right? That's his, that's one of his sole purposes. That doesn't mean that he's always happy himself, but he certainly has that, feeling about him of wanting to restore happiness. That's his purpose. But if he's constantly asking the universe, you know, what is my purpose? It's not going to serve him. He's going to miss the cue of that alignment. And the passion, the emotional part of this, the passion is uh, the potential for burnout, because we can sometimes get so involved in doing so many things that are not really what it is that we're worth doing, worth spending our time on, that we burn out, right? We can burn out emotional. The emotional passion goes out of it. I've been watching the show on Netflix, or no, it's not on Netflix, uh, Hulu, uh, called Kitchen Nightmares. It's a Gordon Ramsay uh, show. And I said to my husband last night, isn't it funny that in every one of these episodes, The problem begins with the person behind the scenes losing their passion about food, about how they serve food. Almost every time it comes down to that. I mean, sure, there are other problems in restaurants and so forth, but it always begins with the passion. The chef lost the passion or the owner of the restaurant lost their passion. So we get burned out because we can be so busy doing, doing, doing all these things that we think are going to lead us to our passion. But all we really needed to do was emotionally align with it. It's an alignment thing again, right? There's intensity here. Now, have you ever been around somebody who's living out their passion and you just want to be around them because it's contagious? Passion is contagious. When you're around somebody who's doing what they love, you want to spend more time around them. And that's because we all feel that light. We feel that intensity. We feel that passion, that love, that joy in that person's alignment. And maybe even we're sitting at our point of view, looking at it going, I want that too. And you can have that too, right? Um, There. And the gate 30 part of, uh, it's in everybody's human design. You all have a gate 30. Some of you are going to have it defined by a planet. Some of you are not. All of us are going to have it defined for the short term by Saturn. I should look and see how long that's going to be so that we all know. Let's see here. It is May 9th, 6th and we have Saturn at the gate 30 all the way through May, all the way through June uh up until July 5th an extra amount of time to align with your passion. Woo! Right? So so that's why I'm saying this is such an important theme right now. Right? The sun and earth are showing it to us, the Taurus nodes, Taurus Scorpio nodes are showing it to us, Saturn is showing it to us. And we don't usually think of Saturn as something that aligns us with our passion. I usually think of him as what aligns me with duty and responsibility and what I have to do. Well, Make it your duty or responsibility to find and live from your passion. That's what he's telling us, right? That's what he's telling us. Now, uh, this is also the passion. The passion part is needed in order to create, right? Have you ever had to create something and you just had no heart in it? It comes out like, yeah, well, I wrote that article. Yeah. Oh, well, I did that. But there was no passion behind it. So it's just like, yeah, it's there. It's the passion behind what you want to create that is the fuel for the creation, right? For the creation, it's your heart, it's getting in alignment with what you love. Okay, there's that. Now, we also have a lesson and a challenge here, right? The lesson is about being able to sustain your passion, your intention your dream or vision long enough for it to come through, right? This is sometimes a gate that we want to give up because we can't see the evidence of our dream or vision coming through or our intention happening. So we have to stay aligned with it without burning ourselves out by doing all of these things, right? Becoming these doing these bots, you know, that we're just going around doing, 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 doing you know, trying to gather, you know, uh, enough street cred to be able to do what we want to do. No, we're allowing it to happen. We're allowing and having faith that the universe will guide us into the right steps. All we need to do is stay aligned with what we love. And those next steps will keep showing up for us. Um, To know what dream to be passionate about, that can be a problem here too, especially for manifesting generators or even generators who have sometimes a lot of things that are coming in manifesting generators, you know, you guys are the spaghetti throwers. So it, you never have, it seems like just one or two things coming at you. Sometimes it's like four or five, six things coming at you. So you really have to know your type and your strategy and your authority so that you're choosing the right things to engage your passion with. Okay. Okay. And then we can't let our passion overwhelm us by just being and doing, 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 doing all the time. We want to not lose our connection to the being, to what it feels like to be the creator, the joy in it, right? Okay. Um, then in the the negative or the uh, low frequency or the shadow, if we're looking at Gene Keys, we would say shadow is burnout. It's impatience. It's... It's doing, even though it's not the right timing. So there's timing with the emotional center. Remember that the emotional center is about clarity over time and coming back to, does this feel good? Does this make me happy? right? The yes or the no questions for my manifesting generators and generators are very helpful in helping you get clear on what you're passionate about. If you're a projector or a manifestor or a reflector, well, first let's do the projectors because projectors likely are being invited into things that they're passionate about. So they have to have trust and faith that everything that they need to do, what they need to do is going to come to them. It's going to come finding, knocking on the door, literally in some cases, And manifestors, you're very, uh, depending on your, your uh, center, that is your power source or your authority, you're the creator. So it comes from, this is what I want in the moment. And this is what I want to do in the moment. And then in the next moment, if that's not what you want, then you choose again, right? That's the manifestor way. Reflectors, you have a little bit different idea. You're, you're very passionate and loving beings. And there's probably very few of you out there maybe none that are even listening to the show uh, this morning, but the reflectors are seeing in the reflection from those around them, what it is that they do next for their passion, right? Um, this can come down in the shadow as misdirected passion, right? Doing things that I that are easy to do. I, I have this problem sometimes where I think all of us do where we're we're creating something like we're in this flow of creation and we hit a block so i'm going to go do the laundry instead right or i'm going to go unload the dishwasher or i'm going to go do something out in the garden i'm going to go check the mail i did that yesterday because i got to a frustration point and i'm like screw this leaving it all going out to get the mail um but those things can become distractions right? If you're in the middle of something, don't give up, right? That's the the thing here. The mastery here is the ability to sustain that dream, to sustain that intention and that vision uh, long enough to bring it into form, to not give up. And then you become a source of inspiration for others who are struggling perhaps to find their purpose or their passion or their intention, right? So to inspire passion in others is the highest form of expression in this gate. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So questions. Uh, Marlene Souza. Hello to you. I think you might be new. I'm not sure. Uh, Good morning. How to participate in your zoom meeting. I can't always join you here live. Okay, so the zoom meeting, the monthly one or do you mean the Monday and Friday broadcasts? So you I'll do both. So you've connected with me right now, it looks like through YouTube. So I broadcast every Monday and Friday on YouTube and on Living Astrology's Facebook page. But you have to be logged into Facebook to be able to comment or ask questions. And you also have to be logged into YouTube or your Gmail account often will um, allow you access to be able to comment or ask questions. Now the monthly meetup, uh, the third Friday of the month, I will post that link. In fact, maybe I need to do it now because everybody keeps asking me about this one. Uh, I'll post it later today on Living Astrology's Facebook page. And all you have to do is click on the link at the time, right at the right time. And it will take you to the meeting and you'll be, you know, you'll just have to allow the camera and allow the audio so that we can all be together. And then usually I go in the order that people show up in the room and uh answer questions about your human design or your astrology or your soul now We're, i'm going to throw that out galactic astrology whatever you have questions about that we talk about here in the morning show in particular i would be happy to answer questions for so uh that i hope answers your question marlene and let's see Lo, i got this spider web under control this time <laughs> yes indeed uh okay so let's see did i miss any questions Sue, your life is going to change. All you have to do is choose, right? Choose to change. Uh, make sure to hit the like button. Thank you, Andy. I always forget this part. If you are joining us and the, for the first time, or maybe you have not yet done it, please hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube, and also hit the thumbs up. If you are on Facebook, please hit the like button. And in both cases, wherever it is that you're hearing this, please share it with your friends, and or your networks of people. And help me, you know, get this word out to more and more people. And as well, let me put the link in the chat for everybody to be able to, oops, (laughs) to get to where you can set up your soul alignment session with me. And except those of you who are my practice clients, do not do that if you're one of my practice clients and you know who you are. Uh, Because if you do that, then I'm going to have to refund your money because you're doing something for me, right? So um, you are allowing me to practice on you. And the soul alignment is part of the soul realignment that you are uh, a part of. So, okay, here we go. Let me put that there. And there is the link for everybody. I'm going to show that link on YouTube. There we go. Uh, that will take you to my calendar where you can schedule your reading, your soul alignment, which right now is $89. I guarantee you that at some point somebody's going to look at me and go, Nope, that's too low. You need to charge more. And I already have an inkling that this is going to probably be more like $150 to $200 as a reading. So do it now. Help me practice, right? Give me the practice so that when uh, the price goes up, you know, you've already had your opportunity since you've been listening to me from the beginning uh, of my doing this. All right. Now, real quickly, before I uh, end the the session this morning, I just want to talk about the moon. Today, the moon is in Cancer and over the weekend, we'll be moving into Leo. Leo, a very celebratory sign, celebratory, celebration-oriented sign, and how appropriate for Mother's Day this weekend. So it's about taking the time to love one another, to have fun together, to eat together, play together, uh, create together. It is a really good sign to have a holiday weekend, sort of holiday, at least in the USA. I'm not sure if everybody around the world celebrates Mother's Day here this weekend, but if you do, and or if you don't, celebrate anyway right? Celebrate. Uh, But before we get there, we'll be in the moon in Cancer. And Cancer light, right? When it's, it's highest and best is a very nurturing, caring, protective sign. It's empathetic and it is kind. This is kind energy, emotional energy, loving, loyal, creative energy as well. It's intuitive and its theme in the light of it is about caring for loved ones, Your friends, your family, on the planet, the planet, even including the planet. So caring and nurturing and loving is the energy of Cancer. In the shadow, though, it can become moody. It can be closed off to its emotional self. It can be uh, inadequate or inappropriate emotional reactions to things. Reactions, not responses. Right? Reaction is when we knee jerk. You know, we get hurt or we feel insecure, so we do something that we later go, hmm, I wish I hadn't done brooding energy or being emotionally shut down and anxious. And sometimes addictions, if, you know, even though we typically will think of addictions as being a part of the Piscean experience or Neptune connected cancer addictions come from insecurity or a scarcity feeling or uh, a lack of something not feeling good enough. And it can be things like food, filling this void, this insecurity, I feel it could be shopping, right, the shopping channel, uh, or Amazon, or any of those places that you know, where we go out and shop, um, what shopping therapy or retail therapy, um, or smothering energy, right, where we just want to cling and need and, and, and smother. And then lastly, codependency. And the theme here in the shadow is that I misunderstood or I feel not wanted uh, or I feel not good enough. Uh, So nobody cares for me. I don't care about anybody else, right? That would be the lowest expression of our cancer moon energy this weekend, uh, today and tomorrow. All right, that is it for me today. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Happy Mother's Day again to all of you mothers out there, whether you're a mother to a plant, to an animal fur baby, to a child, uh, to your friends and family. The nurturing and the loving aspect is what we are honoring with Mother's Day. Make it a good day. I will see you all on Monday. Bye now.